0: effect once again thank you guys for all the reviews and the feedback man this thing's rolling we're almost at 300 views which is pretty crazy i, I think that uh it's a very overwhelming results i love it uh i didn't know what to expect i would have been cool with 50 reviews but you know 50 views i, I would have been fine with that but we're almost at 300 and it keeps growing every day and uh, we're all on The hottest outlets out there right now, Spotify and iTunes being one of them. So if you have a Spotify, if you have an iTunes, check it out, Frankie in the 4 F's. Subscribe, rate it, leave a comment, listen up. Uh, Starting off podcast number 4, I just want to apologize about last week. We had a little uh, technical difficulties with Corey's mic, and we honestly didn't realize it until after the podcast was all said and done, Um, but I did go in and fix it to the best of my abilities without really destroying it and getting too crazy, Um, but it is what it is. Like I said, this is a learning curve. It's a learning experience, and every time I do a podcast, I learn something new, Uh, hence making sure all the mics are on and all the volumes are up so <laughs> it is what it is we'll learn but uh this week's a little different so this week uh I have one of my good boys my friend uh, my brother from another mother my gym class hero yeah buddy uh my man Dave in the room how you doing inventor extraordinaire HVAC expert uh but he, most of all he's been one of my friends for the longest time and um We've gone through a lot of stuff together, good and bad stuff together, and uh, he's one of my really, uh, I only have like maybe 10 really close friends, and he's one of them, Uh, being the fact that I used to hate the kid in high school. Yeah, thanks, bro. Just because we always used to compete (laughs) together, and uh, we used to try to be the gym class heroes. I'd always win. Yeah. Not really, but sometimes. Dave was really good at... Volleyball and pickleball and all that stuff. So, uh, but besides all that, uh, Dave's actually, you know, uh, is coming out with his own podcast called Dave's Cave. And uh, he also has a couple of businesses in the works right now, including one of his inventions called the Sangria Straw. So, if you guys don't know, if you guys are wine drinkers, Sangria drinkers, and always wondered about how to get the fruit at the bottom without looking like an idiot or uh, spilling it all over yourself and you're really trying to get to that fruit, without bothering the ice my man invented a straw with you know three spike prongs at the bottom that's actually plastic so it's reusable and it's able to stab the fruit um it's been out for a minute he's doing very well with it i was on amazon and stuff like that
1: yeah it's on amazon sangriestraw.com i'm um, working towards like the actual investment i want to actually have an investor buy it out at some point so i'm not really selling it as much as i should but i have a couple investors looking at it and hopefully everything works out for the best. You know, I think it will.
0: Nice. Nice, bro. So, yeah. So, today's podcast is going to be a little different. You know, um, Dave's really not in the fighting scene. And much nope. As he, uh, he knows much <laughs> about fighting just through me. You know what I mean? And um, so, we're going to talk about get his, you know, his, his, his preference on things and his Opinion on on different things that we talk about. So last week we spoke about a lot of different things with my man Corey Um, You know a lot of things with the girls a lot of things with fighting the way he was brought up and stuff like that today's a little different because uh, Dave doesn't know much about fighting. He doesn't really follow it But there are some big fights that just passed and there are huge fights this this weekend So we're gonna get into that and touch that a little bit touch a little bit more on six nine and uh i have a great subject to talk about with the females today so dave will be able to uh intercept i got you a bit. i got you you know that is my specialty <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen once again welcome to episode four of frankie and the four f's we are in full effect right now with my man David d durasmo yes, the building. and dave why don't you give him a little background on how we met bro how we uh started hanging out it's kind of crazy
1: well, after our uh, intense pickleball matches, uh, we I asked you to hang out with me at Deco randomly. I'm like, oh, this guy's pretty cool, actually. Maybe I should go hang out with him at Deco. Went to Deco. Every, then we started going to Deco every week, and then from there we started hanging out with VJ. And I know you hated VJ as well, but now you guys are best friends, and we're all a pretty tight-knit group and thanks for the intro too i love you too bro (laughs) (laughs) that was sweet that was adorable
0: so if you guys don't know like uh in the new jersey area a couple years ago there used to be not a couple eight years ago now oh my god you know (laughs) wow yeah bro we're almost 30 so there's deco lounge this this was the hottest club around it was a big wednesday night thing and everybody in the area used to go it was 18 to enter 21 to drink and uh so that's really, really where our relationship really started, you know. And then, uh, went to Staten Island and went to Atlantic City. We've been all over the yeah. place partying and stuff. But, Good times. And you know, in, in life, you you meet so many real people that are on the same page with you and just down for the cause. And, you know, we have a very tight knit group of friends. And, uh, I could say we all hold each other down. Always, um, Dukes. In, in different circumstances and stuff. So, uh,. That was just like a quick rundown on how we met or whatever, but the kid's always around doing something crazy. His mind goes everywhere, and he's always thinking of some new invention, some new crazy idea, and you know, it's pretty wild, but it's cool. You know, I think everybody should have a friend like that, because it kind of breaks up the the regular kind of stuff that you're used to, you know, between friends and stuff like that. So, uh, jumping into it, man. Uh, we had some fights this past weekend uh, in Australia, which was uh, uh, kind of a crazy card. I wasn't able to watch it, um, but just to touch on it, it was pretty crazy because uh, my boy Bam Bam, who I met at the UFC retreat, this guy is fucking awesome. I don't know if you ever saw him. He does like that thing with the shoey. Shoey? Yeah. He puts, <laughs> he puts a beer in a, in a shoe and drinks out of it. That's dope. Yeah. That's
1: like some Stone Cold Steve Austin shit. Yeah.
0: So... <laughs> that's what he does He's big fat um but he's funny as fuck and when i met him at the ufc retreat i actually when i first met him i thought he was annoying as hell i'm like dude who's this drunk australian dude that's loud <laughs> as hell everybody knows where he's at but he was hilarious i love australians yeah super dope and uh he was actually uh the main event of this last card fighting uh former champ i think those it. used to be a champ until he lost it to Cain velasquez and um Dude, uh, from the highlight, it shit was crazy. You know, they were banging back and forth, and uh, Bam Bam just got a little ahead of himself and got caught with a big shot, but it is what it is. He's super young in his career. Um, he was undefeated until that point, and hey, you're undefeated, your first loss in the UFC, and your first loss is to a former champ. is not that bad. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, yeah. But one thing that is kind of crazy that I thought, uh, so... One of the dudes he looks up to and is like the captain of his team, like for us, is like Frankie, you know what I mean? So like his Mm -hmm. Frankie Edgar is this dude, Mark Hunt. And one of his teammates also is this guy, uh, Tyson Pedro. And then there's Bam Bam. So they all train together. They're all from Australia. They were all, you know, main event, co-main event, right before co-main event. And what was crazy is all of them lost back to back to back to back. So when I saw the results and – you know, realize what happened and the co-main event, his boy Tyson Pedro and mm-hmm. Bam Bam both got TKO'd. So I feel
1: Is that their camp? Is that their camp's fault?
0: I don't know. I don't know if it's their camp's fault, but I think it's kinda ironic how all three of them lost back to back to back. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, that's sad. it's kinda crazy. Do you think like uh I, I feel for me, like since I fought locally and I'm I've lost every time I've fought locally in the UFC for some reason um, the pressure. You think there was like pressure being like the first Australian car, the first headliner, co-main event. Mm-hmm. They put all the three Aussies, the big names, on the card to headline and really run this thing. You think like the pressure could have like possibly got to these dudes? Cause they were trying to go out there and prove something for their country. And you think that holds like such, like a, a super high standard for them?
1: I think it does. Cause uh, how about the um, who was McGregor? Remember when, remember what your fight. When we uh, and McGregor was fighting with all his Irish dudes, yeah, yeah. they all crushed it. I think every one of McGregor's team, everybody, everybody won that night. No, yeah, that was fire. Yeah, but that I feel like, but I guess they, it could they, be stressful.
0: But they fought with all the you know the Irish guys in their crowd, but they weren't at home.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you you're know? right. Yeah.
0: Like for me, even though I fought locally for you know the first half of my career, and then I went to the UFC and. I feel like I had so much pressure, uh, when I fought locally and and I wasn't even like in my state per se, I Mm -hmm. fought in Boston, I fought twice in New York and I, I lost all three times, but I felt like so much pressure and like, to be honest, I felt so much pressure, but I felt so relaxed, which I don't know how that they intertwine or how that works, but like when i found out i was fighting locally i got so like nervous and whatever i'm like fuck man i just i got to break that like uh what do you call that that like um that bad karma i guess or yeah that that fucking cloud that i got over my head locally cuz i feel like with these guys it's affect it, it, it kind of got to them too maybe you know what i mean first australian card first headline you know it's puts a lot of pressure on the mind you know what i'm saying so yeah. like But then when I fought in Canada and it was just me and my three coaches, I was completely You crushed it. Yeah, you crushed it. Bro, it was like, like the law of attraction was so real that day. Like when I fought locally and when we went down to Atlantic City and we used to, and and I fought for some reason, every time, no matter what time of day I got to the hotel, I always ran into my opponent in the lobby. Mm -hmm. And then after (laughs) like my eighth win in a row, it was like a ritual. Like I had to see my opponent in the lobby, had to see my opponent in the lobby, you know? And when I got to Canada, we were like, you know, after my first loss, I fought a few months later and I was like, all right, we got to, we got to fucking do this. Walk in first fucking face. It was, he could have been the bellhop, bro. <laughs> first face I saw was Sam Stout's face. And I'm like, all right, that's one good thing. You know Did I mean? he say anything to you or no? No, 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 no. He didn't say anything. I'm cool with him now. Like we're fine. Like he yeah, yeah, me on yeah. Instagram or whatever. Um, I respect him. Yeah, no, he's a super humble dude, super good dude. You know, I, I, I idolized him forever growing up. You know, he was the man. You know, I went to a seminar with one of his coaches. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. his head coach that passed away. Um, but, you know, then I checked into my lobby, you know, I checked into my hotel room, and then I go to my hotel, and I get the room number 511, which is my birthday. You know what <laughs> I mean? So I'm like, whoa, like, this is, That's like, pretty lucky. all kind of, like, falling, And I'm like, man, I'm like... What do you call that? Like, um, what do you call that shit when you? My uh, mom talks about it, it's superstitious. Superstitious, I'm extremely yeah. superstitious. You know what I mean? Um, ec- extremely superstitious to like the smallest thing. So when I saw that, that I'm like, man, this thing's. And I was so calm. Mm-hmm. We're in the middle of nowhere. It was my dad and my two coaches flew in, Nick and Mark, and that was it. And I felt so relaxed. I felt so calm. And I went out there and my coach is like, yo, leave everything out there. Don't leave anything that you're going to regret. And there was so much on my plate because, you know, my grandmother um, just passed away. My grandfather passed away. Mm-hmm. It was a tough time. And when I walked out there and the crowd started booing me, I was so like, thank God. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, thank fucking God. Because most of the time when I go to these arenas, you know, I bring so many people out and everybody's chanting and I'm like, yeah, I'm the fucking man. But for once, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And it made like, it, it kind of like took so much pressure off of me. I'm like, yeah. You know, they brought me out here to fucking lose. And you know what? Like, Let's go, not lose. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know? And it made, it made everything so easy. And when I went out there and did my thing, it was like, I knew it. I knew it was going to happen
1: yeah i had a great feeling my heart was racing in jersey though i was i was watching that fight
0: it's crazy crazy that was sick and I you
1: got could, fight of the night too right
0: yeah i got i got knock out of the
1: night knock out of the night
0: yeah um yeah
1: it was, that was ridiculous that fight
0: yeah and then i like flipped the script so like that's where i wanted to go into was crazy this weekend mark hunt actually retired and mark hunt had a sick career he didn't have the best record but he was one of those dudes that were like... Remember like uh, boxing back in the day, like uh, Butterbean? Yeah, Butterbean. Yo, yeah. He's the man. Butterbean. <laughs> so he's like MMA's Butterbean, but better. Um, <laughs> bean. Yeah, he fought a ton of kickboxing fights. And dude, he fought like the best of the best. And his MMA record isn't the best. It's like 10-10 and 10 or 11-11. <laughs> something ridiculous. Man. Mm-hmm. UFC actually was going to when They bought Pride. UFC was actually gonna pay him to just not fight anymore, ever again. You know, they, they were just gonna buy his contract out and uh, just tell him, "Yo, go fight somewhere else. We'll buy your contract out, and that's it." That's convenient. Never fight, and he goes, "No, give me a chance." And he ended up going on a run, bro. Really? He ended up going on a run, knocking dudes out left and right, and just being like a staple in the UFC. And, I mean, he's had his ups and downs, like he fought Brock Lesnar, this, that, and the third, but he actually retired this weekend, which was crazy, so...
1: Did they give him the same offer?
0: No, 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 I think...
1: Since he stayed, or no?
0: Oh, I don't know what. I mean, he was definitely making some money, you know what I'm saying? He's definitely making some money, but he retired this past weekend, and it was kind of awesome to see him. He lost, but still, you know, he's still talking, he still has his head, and... He made that decision to retire, you know, and I've been in that position yeah. where I retired when I was, you know, I, remember that. When I knocked out Sam Stout. So I wonder the thought process that happened in, in his head and between his family and what really brought him to that decision. You think it could have been like his end of, like he realized like he's coming to the end of his career and he just doesn't want How to How old is anymore? he I don't know. He's probably like 35. Let's look that up. 35.
1: I'm sure it was a collective decision from his, all his family and friends, and he probably didn't need to do it anymore.
0: He's probably like 35 or something like that. How old is he, Mark Hunt? 40, oh, he's
1: 44. Oh, yeah, so good for him, though. 44, retired. You yeah, could work your whole life dude. and retire at 70. His, <laughs> his
0: record is 13 and 14. It's crazy. It's not the best record at all. <laughs> But, man, if you see this dude fight, it's incredible. So I admire him, man. And, you know, when I retired, I, I was going through a lot of mental, um, I would say, now nah, I wouldn't call it issues. Look at him, bro. He's, he's massive.
1: Yeah. He's a beast. He's
0: like uh, before, uh, what's that dude from Moana? <laughs> I don't i
1: don't know yeah. who you're talking about. I don't know his yeah. name.
0: Who's the dude from Moana? Like before <laughs> Moana came out, bro, he was him. That was him. What the hell is that guy's name? I don't know
1: his name. Look it up.
0: From from Moana.
1: That was a good movie, yeah. bro. I watched
0: that movie like fifty times.
1: I love him. He's the man.
0: Moana. What's the dude's name from Moana? Maui. Maui. There is, there is. <laughs> Maui. And uh, yeah, he was the Maui before Moana. That, that's what he he can recite. <laughs>
1: UFC's Maui.
0: Yeah, he had a sick, uh, sick entrance. Um, but yeah, so like when I retired, for me, everybody thought I was crazy because I'm young. You know, I'm really good at the sport, this, that, and the third. But I was going through so many mental, like I wouldn't say mental issues. I just had a lot of things on my in in my head. And yeah, blood pressure of course. On my back. I seen it. You know, going through the death of both my grandparents mm-hmm. and. Bro, I haven't really, you know, I live my life and I enjoy my life and and I always do spontaneous things, but since I was 17 years old when I started training, I did nothing else besides DJ and fucking train two, three times a day on top of working and whatever I was doing, you know, I was on the constant grind. Yeah, but you're
1: a big family, man, too. It's like, that's like, that's huge for you. Yeah. So when all that shit happens, you know, I'm sure... Everybody can understand why you were in that position.
0: Well, you know what the fucked up part was? is like, you know, my grandfather was my best friend, you know? Yeah, you of course.
1: He was the man.
0: Um, my grandfather was the fucking man. <laughs> he was the coolest
1: guy I freaking know. Yeah. I ever knew.
0: Yeah. And when all that shit was going down, it was kind of crazy seeing this, like, strong old man just wither away. And mm-hmm. he finally passed away, and it, like, crushed me. Yeah. But then a few months later... My grandmother, out of nowhere, gets sick. And then, boom, she's gone. And um, I saw my grandmother once. So I lost in the UFC. And then I took some time off to get my head right. And I went through. I said I wasn't going to fight until everything was said and done with my grandfather. So I was said and done with my grandfather. You know, I was still... I was supposed to actually fight. I was supposed to fight. He was still sick. I was supposed to fight. And then... So that's before I got... To the UFC. So, listen, mm-hmm. I fought Chris Wade, and I know I'm, like, going all over the place, but it's all coming back to me. Uh, I fought Chris Wade. I lost by that split decision, right? Yep. Then I went and fought uh, my first televised fight for WSOF, where I beat Tommy Marcelino, mm-hmm. right? And my grandfather was going through all that stuff. Actually, my grandfather was in the hotel. That's the closest my grandfather's ever got to seeing me fight, because he hated the fact that I fought. Yeah. And... He was actually in the hotel room because we, we were taking care of him at that time. So he got extensively worse after that fight. And I was with him all the time. I would go to his rehab uh, center and pick him up and whatnot. And uh, I actually was supposed to fight again at Ring of Combat for the title against um, this dude. Whatever. My grandfather ends up dying about a two weeks before the fight or three weeks before the fight, my dad asked me if I wanted to fight, dude. And I just broke down and said, no, I can't. You know, I can't. Yeah. Two weeks after the date that I was supposed to fight, I get a call at playing paintball with Bobby Benetta and all the boys at Top Gun and go, yo, man, you're in the UFC. Uh, get ready, you got four weeks, dude. I thought it was like a fucking sign. You know what I mean? Like, I broke down and just started crying. And after, right after that, a month later, you know, I went home, I started training, you know, I, I that day I went home. So i might fucking grabbed my parents. And I was just fucking hysterical crying and just like, mom, I fucking made it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, it's an emotional time for
1: you, especially like, especially all, all the stuff you've just been through. And yeah, man. it's like a sign too. It
0: was a sign, bro. And like, that's what it was, dude. And like nobody was around me. Like I just called my mom and I called my dad and I was just, I lost it. And, uh, not to get like too emotional with you guys, but I started getting ready for that fight and boom, my grandmother dies out of nowhere. And that was like my homie too, you know, mm-hmm. like, even though she lived a North, she was my homie. And what fucked me up was I saw her once before she died because I had to train for my fight. And when I lost, and then I got right back in there and I fought Sam Stout. And knocked him out. And I said, what the fuck is this worth if I can't spend time with my family in between all this shit? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because I'm training three, four times a day. I'm dieting. I'm an emotional fucking person. So one day I'm pissed. One day I'm happy. One day I fucking want to pee on a carpet. then the next fucking day, <laughs> you know, I'm over here doing cartwheels in my boxers. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, yeah. I'm all over the fucking place. You didn't have time. No time. Dieting, no time crazy. Yet. Like You couldn't go
1: out and feast friends? with your boys
0: none of that shit
1: that's miserable and i give you props i'll give you credit i give you credit for sure because i I couldn't do it i'm not even looking
0: for credit but i think that's where it drives you to realizing what this sport really means to you and what you're trying to get out of it
1: There's sacrifices
0: sacrifices and a guy like mark hunt who you know unfortunately some of these guys that fight don't have another outlet they just know how to fight Mm mm-hmm And I mean, I'm sure he's going to go open up a gym and whatnot, but dude, I thank God all the time that like, I'm a good talker, you know, I dress well and I'm always on the hustle trying to find a new source of income or something. Always. You know, and when I decided to retire, my dad didn't even know because my dad kind of gets crazy in his own, in his own head. So nobody knew except for my mom, my brother and sister's. And, my, my, and Matt mm-hmm. were the only people that I called because I didn't want to get out there I didn't want to go crazy but I didn't want any surprises you know I just wanted to tell them I was going to tell my dad right after the fight and which I did and everybody thought it was crazy but it felt right at that moment you know and with Mark Hunt like I respect him like he came out he was never a champion but you know he fought his fucking ass off each and every second of, of every fight he put on a good show and uh, you know I give him a round of applause, and I appreciate him for, you know, sticking in there as long as he had to, because he didn't have to. You know, he could have just hung, hung his gloves up and said, "I'm done." You know.
1: Yeah, after the offer. Yeah. You know,
0: you know he put that money. Dedication. That's what people don't get with this fighting game, man. Like, it's like even though I retired, like I was still in the game. I was still helping my teammates train and stuff like that. And when I stopped traveling and I decided to like get ready for something again and just get back in shape, I was gonna do a Muay Thai fight for MS because you know my sister has MS. Yeah. And when that went down and the f- whole show got canceled, I literally broke down in tears and was super upset and realized right then and there like I'm not done fighting. Like if I would have been like ah right, whatever it's fucking it's done yeah you know mm-hmm. I, mean? I would have been all right fine fuck it I'm over it I'm over it. But the fact that I broke down and started crying and then this, that, and I was just like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with me? You know? Like, maybe I am ready to fight. Maybe I do need to fight. Maybe I do need this.
1: It's what you know. It's, it's right. like in your blood.
0: Yeah, man. And it's just like something- And you're good at it, too. It's like, yeah. not everybody can do that. Some, but that- that doesn't always mean the case, you know, like sometimes just because you're good at something doesn't mean you like doing it. You know, there's plenty of people out there that play baseball their whole lives and they're fucking incredible baseball players, but they fucking hate the sport of baseball.
1: No, of course, but you've been through all a roller coaster of emotions with, with this sport already and you're still, you know, trying your hardest, Yeah. you know, doing what you have to do to get to stay involved. Right. You know, whether it's training or whether it's, you know, fighting.
0: Right.
1: So you're, you're doing, you're doing what you got to do. It's just the fact that, you know. Getting getting there is like the whole the whole problem, I guess, right?
0: Yeah, man. I think it was because, you know, my my goal was to make it to the UFC. And I remember like uh, years ago when I first started training, like, oh, I just want to make it to the UFC, win one fight and retire and just be done with it. And I said that when I was like nineteen years old. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. You know? And I didn't remember until like months after that I said that. And I was like, man, maybe that is just a law of attraction. Maybe that was just supposed to happen. Maybe I was supposed to do another outlet, but I'm not done fighting. Like I love the, the, the run. I love the ride. I love, you know, the the 12 weeks of training is miserable and you know, it sucks, but it's also fantastic and it's amazing. And like every day I see my boys and we train and I get better and it makes me the individual that you guys see in front of you right now, you know, and stepping outside of the comfort zone and going to get locked in a cage and fight somebody is there's no yeah that's raw that's very raw yeah (laughs) in front of your friends and family that are going nuts and they're half fucking in the bag and they're wasted and they're screaming your name and they're getting wild and then you beat somebody and the whole place erupts there's like nothing like that you know so i just never wanted to go the rest of my life saying what if or, yeah. man, I should have done that. Or I should have done this. And not for nothing, I never look back. I never regret any situation in my life or anything I've ever done, positive or negative. But why the fuck not? Like, why and not go right. back to fighting? You know what I mean?
1: You're right. And it also motivates us as your friends and stuff. Like, it motivates me to go to the gym. And, you know, hopefully I can work out with you a little more. I get a little shredded <laughs> up. But, you know, like, I, I definitely look at it as motivation for me. You know, I look up to you in in that in that style, that aspect where, you know, you're getting shredded up, getting six packs and, and, you know, you're, you're so, you know, quick with your hands and then you, you give me a slap. I don't want to slap you back, but I can't, I can't, I'm not quick enough, you know, but you know, I'm there, you know, I'm just, you know, I, I want to, I want to be at that level and then you watch Creed and then you, you, you know, you really want to get at it. And then I call you, you know, first cause I want to train and then, you know, it goes from there.
0: Dave's looking up to me I know. because I have abs I know I need this abs dude, bro I need <laughs> abs Give me abs Yeah You have abs bro From that fucking Ab, ab belt Yeah yo. Contour baby This dude <laughs> This dude bought one of those Ab belts off of one of those Infomercials The
1: best investment ever
0: <laughs> I'm gonna post a picture That this kid sent me one <laughs> It's just the funniest thing I still use that Yo, man, but that's, it is crazy, man. It's, it's a crazy lifestyle and I'll never change it ever in my life, you know, but I'm definitely now that, you know, I fought and I've taken this ACL injury so well, but it's kind of a blessing in disguise. Have I said this before on the podcast because it's making me put time into other things that I've always Mm wanted to put time into. And really developing as a person and realizing what I want to do in my life, you know? And, you know, I can't wait to fight again. But if I never fight again, I'll be okay with that, you know? I know I put my time in. But my goal right now is to get my ACL better. I want to fight again. I want to re-sign with the UFC or Bellator or Golden Boy or somewhere to that caliber. And really make a good run where Frankie Perez is 100% physically, mentally, there and is just believes in himself yep. and can fucking do it because I'm telling you right now I know what I'm capable of. Nobody knows out there yet what I'm capable of. I have put my best rounds in the gym. I haven't put my best rounds in the fight yet. And I feel like this next transition into these next six months of rehabilitation and getting back to jiu-jitsu getting back to hitting mitts with Coach Mark and Getting under you know the the Ricardo Made umbrella again and and just fucking getting back to beast mode is gonna be a whole new animal and I'm not even gonna post about it I'm not gonna talk about it I'm just gonna let it happen organically and you know in my head I'm gonna get two tune up fights and then resign and be on my way to who knows but I'm done putting. Limits to my life. I'm done scheduling my life. I'm done talking about these massive, uh, you know, goals that I'm going to be here and, and I'm done talking about it. It's just going to happen. You know, I have my vision board, I have my ideas, I know what I want to do. I'm going to keep these podcasts going and I'm going to keep fucking. Trying to take over the fucking world. Every Amen, day. brother. You know what I mean? Yeah, hell yeah. Um, so I admire Mark Sort of like Mark to hear. Cotton, man. I, I really do. And uh, I appreciated the retirement. You know, when I retired, it was funny because I got into a Michael Bisming and he said I had no cojones. Um, I had no cojones <laughs> that I wasn't meant to be in this sport. And, you know, we went back and forth. And you know me, you talk shit to me, it's like I'm not going to bark back at you, but I, I'm definitely going to. Yeah, of course.
1: Put
0: put you in your own lane, for sure, you know? So, him saying some shit like that to me, not knowing who the person, who I am as a person, or what I'm going through in my life, and my boy Dominic Cruz, like, defending me, was awesome, but he didn't need to. I'm cool with whatever his opinion was. But... The fact that he said something like that was so stupid and dumb. Because the fact that... Bro, I'm almost 30 fights deep in my career. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I've dedicated my life since I was 17 to this game. So, Cajones, I think I proved a long time ago. Maybe I wasn't ready to have the pressure of the UFC on my shoulders at that time. That could be one thing. But Cajones was a stupid thing. So, what are you going to say... Mark Hunt doesn't have the cojones to keep going and fucking beat his head in for the rest of his life. You yeah, that's I'm silly. Like, that's the silly. stupidest thing I ever heard. Like, who are you to judge somebody when they say they want to be done? And they
1: know nothing about you. Yeah,
0: They're nothing. <laughs> nothing you know, at all. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, dog? It's all entertainment, I guess. Yeah, I guess, or he just got a stupid fucking mouth, you know. And it's still, it. I'm dying to run into him. To like, till this day, I know I will eventually. You know, it's just you can. Vision something and 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 law of attraction is so real so like i envision me seeing him and i would love to have a conversation and like really put him in his place and let him know like what the fuck the deal is you know because mm-hmm. i'd like to be there yeah you know, <laughs> these dudes <laughs> just don't know you know and and who am i to say anything about somebody else's life especially in the fight game yo baseball okay whatever basketball okay whatever fucking wwf whatever Whatever, like, like, whatever. car driving, yeah, it's 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 not say you know. It's it's uh, an extreme sport, but whatever. Fighting, like we punch each other in the face on a regular basis. You know what I'm, you know what I'm getting at? Like, oh, it's I like,
1: know, that's crazy. <laughs> to me, then, it's crazy. And then
0: we go out there, and, and now out uh, now they got these dudes that are retired from MMA and doing bare knuckle fighting. Like that's any fucking better? <laughs> <laughs> like, doing now we're taking the gloves off so the only source of fucking safety you're taking away and now you're just beating the shit out of each other i mean they're getting paid i hear they're getting paid but like six g's i'm sorry i don't think i've it's not worth it i don't think in my first three fights i got paid six g's that's some blood sport shit right yeah. there like, <laughs> i did pretty well with ticket sales and stuff like that so um I don't know, man. It was just crazy lifestyle, crazy, crazy, crazy lifestyle, but I'll never change it. And it's something that even though I could quit tomorrow or retire for tomorrow and when I'm 75 and I have grandkids or, you know, I have children or whatnot, I'll always have that mm-hmm. in me. You of course. Know? And I'll always have those stories and I'll always have my hand wraps and whatnot. And, you know, I'll be always known for that. And I'll, extremely proud of that you know i'm extremely proud of what i've done so far i'm proud of you too bro oh thanks bro (laughs) but i hope mark hunt and some of these other guys that retire are proud of themselves and realize what they've done and accomplished in their life even though you're not a world champ you know even though you're not the conor mcgregor even though you don't have millions of dollars you still make great money but there's only so many of us out there you Mm -hmm. know and To stop your life and sacrifice your life and to be broke and fucking sacrifice family time, sacrifice time with friends, sacrifice opportunities you might have had going to school or having a a dope job with a 401k and dope bonuses at the end of the year, sacrificing all that to sacrifice your body, your mind. And Mm -hmm. everything else around you to go train for X amount of weeks and go fight somebody and win.
1: Yeah. And that's if they give you those weeks. Or lose. Yeah.
0: You know? It's crazy. It's crazy. And it's so hard to explain to some people. Like, yo, I don't know how you do that, this, that. And I'm like, I I don't know how I do it either. That's what I tell people. Like, fighting found me. I didn't find fighting. Yeah. You know? Like, I never wanted to be a fighter. I always wanted to box. I always wanted to wrestle. But I never, like, thought of MMA or... You know, actually fighting. I just want to learn how to defend myself because I was getting in fights. You know.
1: Yeah, I remember that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just crazy, but Mark Hunt, man. More power to you, bro. Good luck in the future. Good luck with all that fun stuff. Now you can go get fat. Maybe you should be like a. I mean, he's halfway there, like a sumo wrestler, or power lifter, <laughs> power lifter. You know. Maybe you should crazy. join
1: the WWE.
0: Yeah. Yo, he should, bro. Yeah, Yokozuna. (laughs) Yokozuna.
1: Yo, he's my he's my favorite. And Bam 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 Bigelow. Bam
0: Bam Bam Bam's around here. He I know. Yeah, that's crazy. He's played little league. Some played little league with us. He's a monster. Bigelow. Who was your favorite wrestler growing up?
1: Mine. It had to be uh, Bret Hart.
0: Oh, Bret Hart. Yeah, bro. That's when wrestling was like almost real. I'll never forget The Rock and Mankind got into a... I had a wrestling match, and it was uh, one of those no holds Bar TLC matches. And they were in the fucking crowd, bro. And Mankind suplexed The Rock onto one of those speakers, bro. And it, like, exploded. Like, sparks went off. <laughs> and it was nuts. You could tell, like, it was not rehearsed. You know? And they were, like, looking at each other like, oh, fuck. Like, this, is, <laughs> this is getting real. You know? And, uh... I thought that was crazy man I, I liked uh, I was a big rock fan I The rock the Who didn't like the rock I love the rock Even today Stone Cold Stone Cold was Yeah My favorite Hands down my favorite
1: Stone but, Cold uh, was the man
0: Now you see like MMA guys getting involved With that Cause
1: Who's left. that chick Who's that chick That's in there now
0: Yeah Ronda Rousey's in there Yeah now. yeah yeah It's good for her man She does movies She You know She's a model And now she's in WWE So she's making Clean money Yep. You know it's, she, the, she doesn't have to beat herself up yeah, all the time. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she beats herself up. Yeah, 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 not to the impact of where we were. No shot. You know, and uh, it's kind of crazy. Crazy. Good for her. I'm with that man. I'll, I'll go to WWE.
1: <laughs> You'd be perfect for WWE. Give
0: me some fucking, give me some speedos and some big boots, and I'll take over Venus' spot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the suave.
0: Remember, suave. Yeah, baby. But uh yeah, moving on. So, you know we talk about famous people and I touched base on on this a little bit last week, but I got a little bit more information. And the only reason why I'm talking about it is one, it's hot in the it's hot in the press right now. Uh he just came out with an album. Uh I think he is very misunderstood, believe it or not. Mind you, there are some things that he's been charged with in the past that I definitely don't agree with and definitely can uh, consider him kind of a fucking scumbag, you know, but uh, it is what it is. And he chose that lifestyle, but this dude, six, nine. So everybody knows we talk a little bit about him being racketeering, you know, getting charged for racketeering charges and all this stuff. So actually I listened to a interview that he did on 106 and Park, I believe. The Breakfast Club. One of them. Uh, Yeah, I think it was The Breakfast Club. And, you know, he got into this whole situation and everything that was going down before he got locked up. So, now that's, it's his side of the story. And the shit's kind of crazy out there. You know, like, dude, you, you could take the the gangster out of the, the hood, but you can't take the hood out of the gangster. You yeah, know for I mean? real. For real. But I really do think this kid's like misunderstood. Like these racketeering charges and and the stuff he was talking about, dude, he was he straight up fired his whole team. Straight up fired his whole team. And when everybody's like, yo, what are you crazy? Like how are you just gonna fire your manager and all this stuff? Bro, they stole like three million dollars from him. They were booking so his his uh, price to do a concert is a hundred thousand, and he had this company. Let's say I don't know. I forget what the what he said in the interview. Let's say Live Nation.
1: Is that a lot? A hundred thousand? I feel like that's not that much.
0: Well, for I mean, a rapper, like $100,000 for like six songs. Yeah, that's pretty dope. You know, it's not like a <laughs> whole concert. Yeah. You know, like I remember when this our uh, uh, this entertainment company that we work with up in North Jersey had Pitbull perform at one of their things, and he was a hundred grand.
1: That's nuts. Uh, or no,
0: I'm sorry. He was 600 grand, and he only did six songs. <laughs> wow. So, and he's just you know, even though six nine is besides Cardi B is the hottest thing out right now. Um, so the storyline was, he's 100 grand. This company wanted to you know wanted him to come do a concert, uh, for whatever thing it was. Say they. The concert ended up coming out to like three eighty, three hundred eighty thousand, right? Uh huh. So you have to front sixty percent of that to the kid, right, and his management team. So let's say fucking sixty percent is what, uh, like one sixty, one one eighty, all right, one hundred eighty thousand, yeah, right. He got the one hundred eighty thousand a week before the show. He, go, they only, he only received 100000 And he goes, yo, where's the other 80 Gs? I need the other 80 Gs before I do the show because then they pay him the other half. Mm-hmm. And he goes, what are you talking about other 80 Gs? He's like, it disappeared. we fronted you $1.8 million. What are you talking about, 80 grand? He goes, what are you talking about? And he called the guy up himself. He goes, yeah, bro, we locked you in for 15 different concerts, not just one. He's like, our investors wanted you for fifteen different concerts, so the actual balance is, you know, three point eight million, and we already gave you one point eight. He goes, hold the fuck on, what are you guys talking about? Wow, so schemed. His, yo, his management wow. team was booking him and taking all this fucking cash and not telling him what he's booked on.
1: Wow, that's crazy!
0: Thank God, like he had some kind of idea on what the hell was going on and how his money's coming in and this that, you know.
1: Is he gonna sue them for all that money? So
0: I don't know. I mean, it's it, uh, that's what well that's what happened with these racketeering charges. So they were booking him for jobs, taking the money, and he wasn't showing up to these jobs because he had no idea about him.
1: Yeah. Wow so they screwed him
0: what I'm saying is like listen I don't even defending this cat I don't know I mean this is just his side of the story and uh, I did some research on some other side um one I think the kid's a fucking lunatic but that's the way the world works nowadays is you know whatever little fucking gimmick that you can have and and run with is what's gonna get reposted on Instagram and get you popular and get you paid bottom line yeah Uh, male or female doesn't even matter even fucking dogs nowadays are blowing up but I think this kid got so caught up and his team that he thought were like his boys and and the real ones, his real managers that were all about, you know, his best interest were really just fucking scumbags on the back end just riding his bandwagon and everybody's making money and just taking advantage of him. So where they started getting caught up and started fucking up. They just started throwing his name on top of it and now it looks like he did all this shit. But at the end of the day, he's got to fucking somehow figure all this shit out, get all these lawyers, and really try to get his fucking name out of this hole, out of the hole, you know? Yeah,
1: he already he already demolished his name in a couple things though.
0: Yeah, I mean he's he's done some shit. That's what I'm saying. Drug charges. I'm not saying he's the nicest fucking guy in the world. Rapist. He's a great person. Yeah. You know, but that was another thing he talked about—the 13-year-old thing. Now, mind you. I'm gathering this information through other sources outlets Mm -hmm. and for what they know or whatever. And, you know, he talked about it in his interview. So it literally came out of his mouth and the way he said it makes so much sense that they were at a house party and this girl sitting on people's laps and she ended up fucking some dude at this party and six, nine happened to be in the same room. Like they were all in this house, you know, like let's say they had sex in the, in, in, in the living room on the couch and he was just in the background and the girl ended up coming over and sitting on his lap.
1: Slimy. You know? She's so and slimy.
0: And she could have she said whatever age she was. He didn't know. He's like, bro, I didn't... He straight up said, he's like, yo, I didn't fuck this girl. He's like, I was there. I saw everything. I went down. But I had no... Nothing to do with this girl. I didn't kiss her. And did She sat on my lap and that was it. But the fact that he's the only one that had a name in that room... Yep. And the Everything's fact, on him. Yo, everything's on him. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's crazy. why, I like, dude, I don't have a name not even an eighth of his name or anything but i am well known in this area and even to that point i watch what i do locally and watch how i act locally just because i don't want it to affect my name of course my 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 family i i I always i'm watching out and people always think i'm kind of like weird for that but it's just the way that I carry myself and just cover my ass because I don't want fucking to get caught up in no situation, no baby mama drama, no rape charges, no underage shit, like none of that. Or God forbid, bro, God because forbid. Yeah, that's crazy. even if you're proven not guilty, you're still in the conversation. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but judging by his mannerism and character, I feel like he probably would have sex with her yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, absolutely. from his whole from his whole like come up like supposedly he was like a porn star or something like oh, back in they? the day yeah yeah. i feel like he just i don't see why he wouldn't have sex with a girl and the girl's decent looking
0: Ish, i didn't see any of that i didn't even look that up because like that whole shit just uh, i don't fuck with
1: that yeah who knows but i'm sure he has a lot of people behind him just telling him what to do and to yeah, make sure he's exactly, all right. So who know? knows the real story? No one knows.
0: Yeah, nobody. Will ever only people. Know the only people who
1: know is that girl and the people that were in that room.
0: Yeah, and that videotaped him and took the picture and whatnot. You know, like that. That's that new shit with you know Cardi B and Offset are married. They had a baby. All this stuff, and they just supposedly just broke up because Cardi B or Offset somebody wanted to have a threesome with them. This girl Cuban Doll, mm-hmm. and she's Facetiming him. Thinking it's just them two, but her friend's off to the side videotaping the whole shit, and now they're all fucking caught up. And now Offset, Ugh. you know, now Cardi B's divorcing his ass or whatever shit's going on. So you never know who the fuck is really out there in your best interest. And I'm not saying offset, like, I don't want to defend an offset, like, whatever, but like, these celebrities have so much to worry about in a regular day that they can't even trust their best friends. You know what I'm saying? Like, Who's everything's just, a risk Yeah everything's a risk At that point Who's yeah. to say 6 9 was not in that room With his best friends Who's to say 6 9 Is not covering up For his boy That fucked a 13 year old And said alright yo Just put it on me It's cool yeah. You know I got I'll take the hit for you
1: That's a true boy right there
0: but, Like who's to <laughs> say He's not He's not doing that Yeah Or who's to say Any of that even fucking happened Well
1: he's denying it really
0: Yeah Or who's to say that 6 9 did not fuck that girl yeah,
1: That's you true You know That's true Nobody
0: will ever know But I definitely think... And I don't want to stay on the subject too long because it's kind of like, whatever. My heart's it's racing. Not, it's, not, it's like fucking... <laughs> it's like politics. I hate talking about fucking politics. I never talk about it because it's just no point to me. I don't even watch the fucking news. But I definitely think this dude just caught up in uh, in a lifestyle that he needs to realize who the fuck his, his real ones are and who his real friends are and who really has his best interest because uh, I think this kid's... You know, he's young... He's obviously got some talent, even though I don't like his music, really. I like one of his songs. Do you?
1: Yeah, that one uh, was a Nicki Minaj, right?
0: Oh, yeah. What's that called? Uh, Mama?
1: I don't know. I think I mean, I was bumping that for a minute. It's called uh, Fifi. Oh,
0: Fifi. Yeah, Fifi. Whatever the fuck that means.
1: I think that's the only song I really know from him.
0: I know him because I have to play him at mitzvahs
1: us, they you know, love him. They love yeah, him. Or
0: the Sweet Sixteens, they love him. But they don't dance to it. They just sit there and just rap all the curse words. Yep. You know what I mean? But it's just crazy. It's crazy. But I really think that kid got caught up. I mean, I mean there that, that's happened so much in this world with like, forget about like, yo, you know who was a G about it? You know who was a G when, when he got busted in a situation when he got caught cheating? Uh, Kevin Hart. Did oh you yeah that? no yeah. i heard about that vj was so telling me he about got that. caught cheating with some trick and the girl said hey i'm gonna go to tmz and, or xyz and tell him that you cheated and try to get paid right
1: oh he said he said fuck you so he said, i'm gonna tell him myself yeah, yeah, so yeah he i, mean, I said, heard about that you. yeah
0: he manned up and went on social media i respect that and sure and said you know, I fucked up. I'm a shitty person. I cheated on my wife who was pregnant at the time. So I, was oh my pregnant, God, you know, and,
1: and I respect a little less Yeah,
0: <laughs> Man, bro, he's superstars. Like these dudes are superstars. I like, know uh, it's crazy. the temptations are unreal. Man, I'm the sure temptation is so crazy. And he straight up went out and, and I'm sure it's still on his Instagram. So if you think I'm lying, go on his Instagram. You got to scroll down a while. because It's been a minute, but straight up says I fucked up. I cheated. Uh, You know, I had sexual relationships with another woman. But I will never, ever bow down to somebody and let somebody be financially comfortable off of something negative or a decision that I decided to make in their favor, ever. So he basically took her shit and fucked it all up because the story was out. It came out of his mouth. He's like, I have a lot of things to... To work on in my life. I'm far from being perfect. I need to apologize to my wife, my family, all my fans. I'm so sorry. But I got to go win my wife back. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that
1: doesn't happen. Usually they're just writing checks like instantly. Yeah. They're like, no shot. No way.
0: Yeah. So I was like, even though that was, that's a shitty thing and I don't believe in cheating, bro. As crazy as I am, I don't believe in that shit. I think it's grimy as fuck. But I respected him for the fact that he went about that.
1: Yeah, it takes a another kind of man to do that, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, like, it's just, bro, it's crazy to me. Crazy to me because, like, we were just talking about it today in the gym, actually, because uh, this kid that I trained with, Josh, his cousin is uh, a saint. He's on the, uh, on the Saints. the mm-hmm. on the Saints. And he actually just got on the roster, so he's on the field now. Like, he's playing. Congrats. He's, yeah. So, I forget what his name is, though. I gotta, I gotta find him out. He's, he's gonna be on the podcast uh, next week. Uh, or two weeks, something like that. Um, but he said, he's like, dude, you know, I, when he got on the roster or whatever, they went out the first night that he was finally like part of the team and, you know, he's not on the practice squad anymore. So they went out to celebrate, whatever. And he's like, dude, there was straight up the hottest girls ever you've ever seen. (sighs) And they straight up came up to him and were like, listen, like, you don't have to have sex with me. But I really just want to blow you. And the dude, like, took a step back and was like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, straight up backed up and was like, and I asked his boy, he's like, Yo, is this for real? Or is this a scandal? Or, like, what are these girls about? He's like, That's what these, he's like, Just watch yourself. Yeah. And he's like, That's what some of these girls are about out here when they when we come through to town, like any NFL. Like, yo, I just don't get that shit. You know, it's like crazy to me how. Some of these girls out there are just vultures and just willing to sacrifice it all. Yeah, to, I guess I
1: guess not. I guess I have to join the NFL, bro. Yo, try to
0: get <laughs> lucky with one of these NFL guys. You know what I mean? Or any superstar. It could be baseball, basketball, whatever. I'm sure that this happens on the regular. And to be honest, like, who are we to say anything? I mean, fuck it. Like, no, it yeah, good that, for them. Good that, for like, them. But those girls like slimy it, it, you could say slimy you could say whatever you want but like who's to say like well
1: for, for those intentions that's those like
0: intentions are shitty those, but like, that's, that's garbage. the type of person that they want to be we don't agree with it but
1: yeah but you're risking like yeah but you're you're screwing the guy you're you're doing that with you know so you're putting him on the line you're putting his whole life on the line his career as a football player yeah like that's that's grimy You know, to all extents. It's just a grimy thing to do.
0: It's so crazy, man. This world's so crazy. And uh, it just just blows my mind how, like, people think like that. And when we talk about famous people and, like, the caliber that they hold out there. And I just don't know, like, when I spoke last week when I was at Corey, it's like, what puts you on that famous level? Like, where's the line crossed? Like, how are you famous? Is it because a lot of people know you? Is it because you have a lot of money? Is it because you know, you drive a Lamborghini? Is it because you shop at Gucci? Is it because uh, you were in a movie? like what really puts you to that status of I'm famous and puts you into that circle of people that women just want to fucking rape you? And people are trying to take things from you and other people are trying to jump on your bandwagon. You know what I mean? Like, why does that happen so frequently? And why is that okay?
1: I don't think it's okay. It just I don't don't know why it happens either. It's just, I guess people see, like, their opportunities. Like, some people don't have any opportunities like that going for them. So they're going to try to take advantage of all the opportunities they can grab. Yeah. Which to me is grimy
0: <laughs> but, like see the opportunity but man i mean like
1: it's not true it's not like a true thing like you're not you're not pure at that point you know you're you're tainted
0: yeah yeah and it's just you know you say with the opportunity and i feel like you can make any opportunity out of anything you like yeah for if real you want to be a baseball player you'll make an opportunity to go to uh you know uh, whatever, a summer camp for the Yankees, or go play on the Triple A team, or you know what I'm saying? Like you can make any opportunity you want, but like, where in your head does that cross? Like, oh, I'm just gonna go find some NFL player and blow him, and hopefully, <laughs> and hopefully he likes me, and then takes me away or gets me pregnant, and then I'm secure for life.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a fucking nice. That's a nice. uh a nice path right there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, it's crazy. Like, that's another thing. Like, I, I, it's it's kind of crazy, you know, when I talk about these podcasts, I go all week going through like, trying to find, you know, stuff to talk about and every week is different, you know, and, um, for instance, like when we got in this conversation, I was talking to one of my friends and she's recently single and she was in a, a six, year relationship wow that's pretty long six years (laughs) and uh you know she was talking i'm not gonna say names or anything but she was in a six-year relationship and she said he fucking was the most it was like the worst relationship ever you know he was not about me he i'm sure he she's like i don't i can't confirm him cheating on me but he lived in miami for three months when he was only supposed to go for two weeks for work And ended up living there and flying his boy out. And, you know, I'm sure he cheated on me at certain points. And it was like an abusive relationship to where, not physically, but like mentally, where she wasn't, you know, he wasn't into her.
1: Yeah, some girls like that, though. But like, why? I don't know. It makes zero sense.
0: That's what I don't like.
1: Ever since we were little, the same shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where we're gonna jump into females here it's because like this is one of the subjects i want to talk about is because it was kind of it was kind of ironic how i had this conversation with my friend and she told me her side and the following day i went to a wedding and ran into my boy uh, who's dating a girl that i know right and she's italian very independent strong-minded bad attitude but a lot of fun and cool as fuck and he straight up told me he's like yo he's like they were he was a little drunk so (laughs) he was loose yeah Yeah, he's feeling good he was definitely (laughs) loose and he could talk to me about her because i've known her forever and he goes dude you know what's crazy he's like my girlfriend's a fucking bitch my girlfriend is a bitch and listen i have sisters out there so it's it's cool i'm saying the b word it's fine he actually said the C word, which I'm not going to say on here. But uh, he was like, dude, my girlfriend's such a bitch. I was like, isn't she? Isn't she? And I'm like feeding into, I'm like feeding him. You know? Tell me more. Yeah. Tell me more. And I was like, is she? And I'm like, yeah, she's got such a bad attitude. Uh, and he's like, you know what, though? He's like, she's such a bitch. And she's like this Italian, strong, no-nonsense kind of girl. But she puts me in my fucking place. And I love it. Yeah. And I love it. He's like, it's so much fun. He's like, every day's different, you know? And I needed a girl to actually do that to me. I needed a girl to put me in my place, tell me to go fuck myself, and really like take the reins. Because he's like,
1: he's probably not asked, used to that.
0: I had these girls that bend over backwards for me whatever, would we'll drive to the end of the world for me. Yeah, and
1: that gets bland.
0: And that's bland. It's so bland. It's so, like, whatever. Which is not the wrong thing, because you do want your girl nah, of to course, do stuff yeah. for you. You know what I mean? But sometimes you want that fight a little bit. You want that, like... Wow! Ah, like you just want to fucking like let's fucking argue just for fun. You know what I mean? Nah, like, it's like a roller coaster. Which yeah. is some people they they live off that. Like have your girl have some independence, some kind of idea on what she wants to do. Like if I say yo let's go to dinner, she's like nah fuck that. I'm gonna cook for you and then blow you after. <laughs> you know that would be beautiful. And that's what's gonna happen. And you're gonna be like all right.
1: Take notes, ladies. Take notes.
0: But. It's crazy because I've talked to girls in the past who were in relationships and they should have said, like, yo, I hate my boyfriend, but I fucking love him. Like, is the chase of trying to change the guy what keeps them there? Like, is that what it is? Like, oh, my God, I can definitely change him. He's, he's a prick. He's an asshole. He's this. He's that. But I'm going to change him to fucking love me and to want me. Like, is that really what the concept is there?
1: I guess. It's probably because if they don't, it's like a failure in their end. You know, nobody wants to fail. You know, just... I feel like it's just like a nonstop chase.
0: Right? The chase?
1: Or, or... But then, like, it's the energy, too. Like, I feel like... It's like it's kind of like when you're DJing. It's like you want to, like, lower the energy, but then once the energy goes up, it's like... That's when your heart's racing. That's when you're feeling amazing. Like I feel like after a while, it kind of like, it like counter counteracts uh, with each other, you know. So you have, you know, like boring blah days, and then you have that freaking like really like emotion filled stress day, and then all of a sudden the next day, you know, you're making up, and that's like really emotional emotion filled. You know, it's like, it's it's a chase, but it's like a roller coaster, and I I, I personally. I like that. I, I don't like blah, like boring ass relationships. You know, I need someone to take, take charge at some points. Cause I'm, I'm thick headed, you know, you know that thick headed. I got big headed, but I'm also thick headed. <laughs> <laughs> My brain's big though. All right.
0: But yeah, I guess it is. You know, you're right. Cause like, I, I, I'll never understand it. Even the girls that like cry about it and they go, I just love them. i just i just love him there's just something about him like my older sister used to date this italian dude bro he's the biggest fucking how old was she she was in her 30s bro and she used to date the the nicest guys in the world bro who were like i remember one dude she dated he fucking anytime he stayed down by the house by my parents house uh that's when i was still living with my parents he would stay in a separate room and then we'd wake up in the morning (laughs) And breakfast and all this crazy shit would be made. Wow. That's fire. For the whole family. That's fire. And then she dated this fucking Italian wannabe mobster, Goomba, fat prick. Excuse my language. (laughs) Who treated her like dog shit. And she loved it. In front of everyone. She loved it. Acted like his shit didn't stink. This guy was probably 380, drooling on himself. Looked like, have you ever seen like an English bulldog? Just imagine that about 5'8". Uh oh. You know? (laughs) And, yo, she loved him, bro That's the first time I ever saw my sister cry over a dude
1: She's tough, though Like, I feel like and, she needed someone like that She's
0: a pit bull Like, yeah. yo, and she loved that Your whole
1: family's like that
0: Crazy Tough as like, hell Yo, that's like, this dude's not good for you You know, he's a dick He's all about himself Like, this dude will definitely beat you up one day Yep This dude's definitely gonna beat you up one day And you're obsessed with him like, then then he's dead. Then he's dead. Yeah, then he's dead. D E D I don't understand. I don't D E D dead. Dead. <laughs> but I don't understand that concept. Like where's the mentality at when it comes to like is it the change? Is it the the chase? Is it that I wanna be put in my place? Is it the glorification of having him as your boyfriend or girlfriend? You know? Yeah. I don't I don't get it.
1: I don't think we'll ever, we'll, know. It, we'll never but, know.
0: I don't get it, but I understand it because I've been in relationships where I talked to girls and, you know, I was dating the girls or whatever and they asked me like, what happened? Like, why are you not about it? And I straight up told them, I was like, listen, it, it's because you like, you're too easy. Yeah. You know, like you're too nice, which is great. Like you're a fucking awesome girl. You're an awesome girl, but like, I'm all over the place. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Like... You have your thing, which is great, but, like, you also don't have your thing because every time I say something, you're with it. Which is amazing.
1: But if she's not independent but at that point. But
0: it's, like, too easy. Yeah. yeah it's, like, like, why aren't we cool with that is what I'm saying. Like, we get somebody that fights us back and we're fucking obsessed with them. We get somebody that's all about us and we can't stand them. Like, it's, like, that's I don't facts. understand.
1: Well, you're a fighter too, so I feel like the fight just—that's you love that shit.
0: Yeah, yes.
1: Like I'm sure it entices you a little bit, like to have someone not take your shit, and, and you know, not answer, answer like the way that you expect them to answer. Yeah. Like that's that's pretty, pretty rare. But it's you know, it's uh, appetizing.
0: I just and she was in a six-year relationship with that. Ugh. Like, so long. So, like, how does that? Like, I get burnt out within six months. You know? <laughs> yeah, we sometimes, know that. We all know that. Sometimes quicker than that. If it's too easy, you know. If it's too, if it's too easy, sometimes quicker than that. But I just, you know, uh, it was just kind of ironic how I spoke to her about that, and she gave me her explanation. And then I saw, you know, my boy and his girl, and he gave me his explanation without me even asking. You know, he he just gave me without even asking. He just told me like that. I'm like, wow, this is something I definitely need to bring to the podcast. And, you know, everybody out there that's listening, like, if you're in a situation like that, in a relationship like that, and, yo, DM me, comment on this. We want to know. Text me. Like, I want to (laughs) know. I want to know. And this is something I'm going to fall back to. Um, in a couple of episodes I'm actually gonna have uh, uh, some girls on here I'm not gonna say who uh, right now because I want to confirm it 1,000 percent but three different girls on here that you know are out there one's getting married uh, the other one is married the other one is dating so it's you know I'm gonna get three different realms of that and kind of get their insight on that uh, because I think, this is something that I would love to have a girl's point of view uh, on live.
1: We need the juice. <laughs>
0: Even though I think on both sides and I, and I tend to try to...
1: Analyze it.
0: Analyze it and relate to both sides as the girl and the guy. Um, but I just thought that was the craziest thing because I remember like in the past, man, like I, I, would, I remember this girl in college I was fucking infatuated with. And it was like... Not even my type of girl. Mm -hmm. It's like this little white girl had a nice little bubble butt. She just had these gorgeous blue eyes, cute fucking feet, and she was super nice, but she had a boyfriend. But we just had so much fucking sexual tension between her and I that we just couldn't stay away from each other. And like, nothing ever happened between her and I. And she was always down to leave her boyfriend, but I think it was just hearsay bullshit you yeah know? like yeah yeah i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that but the dude used to treat her like such shit and she loved it and like at her job i used to like uh i, I would send her like flowers to <laughs> of her course fucking job of course you or did. or i message her like <laughs> fucking songs that reminded me of her like a fucking loser that's adorable you know but it was like, then I realized, and I look back, and I'm like, what a fucking prick I was. You yeah. Know? Like, what a fucking this girl's got a boyfriend who fucking hates it. But I was just the you were challenge, trying to be you were trying to be Superman. The though, challenge, helping yeah. her out. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what was driving me was the fact that like, all right, this dude's a prick. She hates him. Da da da. And now she's telling me her side of the story. But realistically, it could have been the other way around. Yeah. And. I'm trying to be fucking Superman and, like, be the nice guy. And at the end of the day, bro, the nice guy never fucking wins. Okay? The nice guy never wins. (laughs) So, that's what I'm getting at. Like, why is being too nice not enough? And why is being a prick the way? Like, I, I just don't get it.
1: I never. I've been. I've been thinking about that since I was a little kid because I feel like all throughout high school, it was ten times worse. Like every relationship was like that, and that's why I didn't have relationships because I was always this little sweetheart, hopeless romantic, and it didn't do any well for me at all.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you just gotta have a relationship. Yeah. So like, how was it at the beginning?
1: It was awesome. You know, we were super close, (coughs) and then it kind of doled out over the time we just worked like savages and we didn't get to see each other. And you know, it wasn't like it was, it did start, you know, tensing up a little bit, but you know, we didn't really have that problem where like anybody was abusive at all. My, you know, relationship before that, I got a little abusive, but you know, that, that was my first relationship. So, you know, trial and error. I didn't like that. (laughs) (laughs) So I moved on to a non-abusive, like more, you know, content, like, safer relationship. And that wasn't really for me either because it started, you know, getting boring. Which, you know, no names mentioned, but shit happens, you know? It's like, it's life. Right. For me, it just wasn't for me. You know, now, I'm having the time of my life. (laughs) (laughs) And I get to hang out with my, my boys more than ever, which is, like, that was always priority to me, you know? Even, like, when I was in the kitchen, like, working eight, like, 80 hour weeks I would always like that was like the most thing I missed is like my boys you know and then when I would had time I'd go hang out my boys and then obviously you don't have time to hang out your girl at that point but your boys are with you forever you know that's why I'm always I'm always putting them as priority
0: yeah do you think that like affected the relationship I'm
1: sure it did yeah like she knew but I, I like I told her from the rip I was like my boys mean everything to me and she was cool with that. She used to she used to come hang out with us all the time, remember? But you know, it just it just fizzled out. You know, she got tired of it. She wanted more bigger things, and I wanted bigger things like my businesses and and stuff like that. And I wasn't ready to settle down and to do all that, you know, like marriage and babies and, and whatnot. And I I had a plan, you know. I was like by like thirty two. You know, once I once I have all my businesses up and ready to go, and I'm successful, and I have money for kids, and and a marriage, and a nice juicy ring, I'll settle down. But you know, it's just right now, I'm I, I'm not ready. You know, right now I'm like in I'm like I'm not even peaked yet in my life. Yeah, uh, I mean we're far from peaking. Yeah, that's so. So I want I want to be at a level where I'm like comfortable. You know, where I can actually travel with my you know with my significant other you know and then do do whatever I want to do you know and not and not have any restraints or being held back by anyone and as sad as it is, for me it as says as it seems it's like females in general to me are just holding me back until I find the right one you know it's just inevitable
0: yeah no you're absolutely right I mean i I, I just I feel like the whole relationship game is tough, you know and and finding that happy medium that works for both of you guys. Uh, I've never been in a, you know, the longest relationship I've ever been in was a year. And it was right out of high school. And her and I, like, basically lived in my bedroom because, you know, that's when I started fighting. I was working all the time. So I would work all day, train all night, and I'd come home for a few hours, and she would stay there, you know, and come do her homework and whatnot. And, you know, and then the only time we'd ever go out was Wednesday night when we used to go to Deco. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best that was it you know and i was djing on the weekend so it was like it was awesome but it was so stagnant it was just so the same repetitive yeah every night you know we'd watch a movie she rub my back we'd have sex and then we go she'd leave and you know the next day i go to work i go train i come back she rubs my back we watch a movie we have sex and the change up would we have sex before we watch a movie <laughs> that <Yeah. was> <laughs> you know, so that's like, very spontaneous yeah, of you surprise different. but i just don't know like i that's why i can't wait to have girls on here to get their insight because like i feel like i can have like a panel with this podcast and really get into like relationship status because like recently i've i've encountered two different women um you know, a couple that had taken my classes and stuff, and just talking about, they brought up the podcast, and, you know, they both say marriage is the fucking source to all divorce, you know, which is kind of crazy to say because they were both married and they're both divorced now, but they said that they were both infatuated with their significant other. They were both in love with their significant other, and they were both high school sweethearts. But the second they got married, moved in together, and, like, started their life together is when everything went downhill. So like I don't understand that concept either. So like we why? need
1: we need some juice. We need we need to talk to a couple of females. We
0: definitely need the separation uh, and space. But I definitely think you need to you know come together and relate on things and talk about things and communicate. Like my parents have been married almost 30 years. Yeah, they're adorable. And their relationship's far from being perfect, but... They're still cute they're, as hell, though. They're old school as fuck. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, back then, like, you hear divorce, and everybody's like, "Whoa!" Like, yo, that's Lisa and Todd. They
1: just got divorced. Now it's like a social norm.
0: Now it's like, yo, Lisa and Todd just got divorced, baby. Single. Meow, meow. We'll see you at Metropolitan Cafe on Friday, baby. Pa, 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 straight up, like, being divorced now, it's like... I said it on the podcast before, yeah, I, we, the company did a party, an alimony party uh, last year for this dude that he was done paying alimony. So, and he had this ice luge that said, I did, I, no, I do, I did, I'm done. <laughs> and he threw a party just for that with all of his closest friends.
1: That's, fu- that sounds know? awesome. And that, well, it sounds horrible, but awesome. It,
0: it's horrible, but it's, it's fucking, that's the way the world's going now. Yeah, nowadays. they should,
1: they should take it like, that that direction, you know, being miserable and sad and, you know, just like depressed is just that's not the way to go any any time, you know whether you're in a relationship, out of a relationship, divorced, broken up, it's like, that just like ruins people, stressing people out like stress in general just ruins people. Yeah. If you could figure out a relationship that's just not stressful, I would fucking I would love that.
0: I mean, that's never gonna happen. No, it's not true. Stressful in <laughs> I mean, it, it, you can have stress on anything. You can have stress on finance, sex, uh, bills getting paid. Yeah. Um, There's always know, something. You know, working too much. You can have stress on anything. But like, do you think it's uh, the decision on that is fear driven or it's individual driven? What I mean by that is, do you think they're scared for what their outcome is if they stay later? Yeah, or of course. You think that they're just putting pressure on themselves and wanting to live a different life that they're living.
1: Of course, but like being scared is like, that's 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 gonna happen. You know, it's like inevitable to be scared about a future. You know, like for me, it's like I always like to come to my conclusions about my relationships. Like I always think of like, what's the deal with my future? Like, can I? Am I gonna have kids with this female, or am I gonna? You know. Am I going to, like, what's going to happen in 40 years? If we're fighting now and we're having problems now, like, in 30 years, you know, if we make up now in 30 years, what's going to happen? Is it just going to be like, I'm going to be more screwed because now I have kids and now I have a family, now I have responsibilities, and now we have even more severe problems? I feel like it's just, like, you have to worry. You can't not worry. You know, I don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you have to be scared. It's like, like you can't it's a huge step. To, I,
0: feel like you can't I always, look, look always at, do. I mean, I think you should look to where you see where this is going. Like, oh, this could be a possible, you know, wife. This could be the mother of my children. Yes, I agree with that. But I feel like some people take that into consideration, like, right off the rip. And it ruins this, like, the situation because. You're not letting it happen. You're you're already thinking, you just got to know the person, and the first initial conversation is bullshit anyways. First like fifty conversations is bullshit. First six months of dating is bullshit. You know, you really don't know a person until at least a year after, you know, you really know them. Unless they're a really good bullshit artist.
1: Yeah, and that's that's where I'm making these decisions. I'm not like going right out on like a first date, second date, I'm like, nah, no way. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like for me, if if I don't feel it right off the off the rip where i'm like wow this one's different you know this one i can have a, a conversation with this one i can relate to this one i can you know i can grow with i don't see a point of even you know emphasizing on it at all you know i don't feel like there's a point of even making it happen you know and no you're right every weekend i'm out and i meet girls every single weekend. You know, I'm at, whether I'm at a private event, whether I'm in a bar or whether I'm in a gym, I'm always meeting different girls, whether they're married or single or whatnot, and seeing how they act and, and actually how they react to certain things that I say or conversations that we have. And like, man, it's just crazy that the world that we live in now is so cell phone and social media driven to where that holds a way higher standard than an actual conversation with a
1: person. Yeah, but you're also intimidating as hell. <coughs> you know, just the way you speak and, and your mannerisms, like, you gotta give a female at least a couple tries to get, yeah, to get you know, comfortable.
0: No, I, I get that.
1: You I know? Get that.
0: But I feel like there shouldn't be a game either. You know, I feel like if we're in the situation of us going out to dinner and, and sitting down and having a conversation... I shouldn't have to act any certain way. You obviously looked at me and thought thought something. Yeah. And I looked at you and thought something too. Whether it was, you know, you looked at me and and was like, wow, he's fucking handsome. Or I looked at you and was like, man, I wonder what she looks like with her clothes off. Or, wow, he's got a nice smile. Or, wow, she has nice hair. Whatever it was, it drove me to actually want to see you one-on-one. And... I shouldn't be able to hold back. Mind you, I'm not gonna put 100% of my business out there, but if we're talking about a certain subject, I should be able to talk about that subject the way I want to talk Freely, yeah, it. yeah, of course. And freely and let you know how I really feel about it, and then you can really react to how I am, yep. and then I can react to your Reactions. discrepancy on that, <laughs> yeah. and then we can fucking you know, realize what the deal is. Yeah, now we and right. I like each other, big fucking deal. That's fine. What did we lose out of that?
1: Nothing. You, got, you had a nice dinner. An
0: hour? Yeah. You know, we'll split the bill now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now it's 50-50. Yeah, now it's 50-50 because <laughs> you want to talk about Donald Trump. But, like.
1: Have you ever had that yet or no?
0: What, politics?
1: Yeah, somebody actually, like, you, you know, know during a dinner.
0: I date once and, and a girl tried talking about politics. I said, this better stop now. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> you know, straight up. And she's like, why? It's so, it, it, it affects you. <clears throat> and I said absolutely does not affect it's way me, too right? much it really it is does, it does not affect me the government is going to do what they want to do at the end of the day Yep. you have no choice they just make you think you have an opinion <laughs> that's you know true. what I mean yep. they let you think you have an opinion but listen I don't even want to get involved because that's like a whole nother that date that I went on ended up turning into this lady heard us behind heard uh, us talking and she was standing behind us and she was like at the bar she was actually like very pretty woman at the bar by herself you know and i think it was part of the uh the the election like when donald trump actually like, oh shit
1: so everybody's going yeah everybody's already yeah. getting oh, crazy no, this
0: is like this is how far away long it, it was probably like obama um oh wow his like second term so this is like you know four years ago maybe and but i remember this conversation because it was crazy so the the woman you know where the girl asked me he's like oh you vote this that and i'm like no i don't you know and i told her why and she's like oh that's fair enough, but the woman on the corner of the bar kept looking at me and was like, like, taking side. Like she wanted to say something, but she wasn't drunk enough. <laughs> and she was drinking by herself. <clears throat> and I was like, so somehow we got on the subject again, and she goes, so wait, you're telling me, and like all of a sudden jumped in there. And then when I broke down the concept of why I don't talk about re- politics, I don't talk about why it means nothing to me, and I, gave her my stance on it she was like i've never thought about it that way and not that i have the right way it's just yeah, no yeah way. it's your way it's just the way i think
1: and you have a right to do that
0: yeah absolutely yeah she course. was all about it she's like the electoral votes, this and republican and blah, blah, electoral blah, 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 blah. votes it's a fucking cult you know it's a, yeah. it's a, it's a mind game it
1: sucks it sucks it, it like diversified so many people yeah. and separated like it separated humanity. the whole country you know it's
0: it's crazy <laughs> And now it's, like, turned into a fucking reality show. So, like, yeah. now it's, like, I want to watch it less.
1: Well, thank God it's, it's like, fizzled a little bit. Yeah. Like, it's not as strong as before, you know? Yeah. I, I don't I don't really follow it anymore because of the fact that, like, it was destroying people's lives. And I'm not about that.
0: Right.
1: You know, but whatever. Teach his own. I don't I just, know anything I
0: just about politics. I don't know anything about Trump besides he knows how to make money. But... What I do like is the shit. Sometimes he says some funny shit. (laughs) Yeah, he's so funny. And I don't even think he needs to be funny. He's just being real. And I think that's what we needed. Yeah. You know, somebody out there with some big balls. Something different. And just to say, fuck it. Let's go, you know? Yep. Um, But I'm done talking about politics. I don't want to talk about fucking politics like that. It's just something that, one, I'm not... I don't, it's like when I, when I have the DJ company, it's like I tell people and they ask me about photographers, videographers and like other crazy enhancements. I was like, listen, I don't sell anything I don't know about. So I'm going to put you in the right hands to talk about politics and, you know, talk about photography. We know people. We know people. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) let them sell you because I don't know shit about it. So that's another thing. Like I don't follow it. So I don't want to know about it. I don't, I don't give a fuck who's the president. I'm going to keep living my life. When sure. it starts affecting my life, then I'll start caring about it. But until then, fuck that. Fuck that. And fuck health insurance. <laughs> fuck all that shit. Health insurance
1: is so expensive, bro. <laughs>
0: it's so crazy, man. We should all just move to Canada. It's free health insurance. Yeah, but
1: I heard it's the like the health insurance there being free is not good. It's like people are waiting like months for like open heart surgery and shit when they need it they're waiting for all these surgeries and and transplants are so backed up and and doctors don't want to work because they're not getting paid as much like there's like a whole fucking thing in canada where some people some people are with it some people aren't aren't with it you know
0: yeah and i feel like that's here too though some people are with it and some people aren't we pay
1: we pay no matter what
0: at the end of the day you're never gonna please everyone yeah i just
1: wish it was different i wish it was like they can actually like take like a body fat test, check your health, and then like, all right, this guy is a lot healthier than this guy. Let's charge the guy that's you know that needs a little more, you know, a little more money. You know, not the person who doesn't go to the doctors, charge the same exact price as his 50 year old boss who's you know getting surgery every week. You know, it just it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know how it runs like that.
0: No, that is true. Like just, I agree with that. That's actually a good concept.
1: I don't like it. I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, go for president. What do you mean? No, I don't. I don't like the. I don't like the fact that they do that.
0: Oh, that they put everybody on the same. Scale. Yeah,
1: I like that. Like some insurance companies, they'll like give you a discount if you're going to the gym. You know that that's a cool concept, but like if if you can't you can't rate everyone the same, you know when they're not the same. Right. You know, people just fully take advantage of that, and it screws people like us who are trying to be healthy and trying not to go to the doctors. You know, even though these doctors need to make money. But they're they're really not making that much money either because insurance companies are taking all of it. Yeah. So doctors are making so much less, and they're not happy with their jobs anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a lose lose no matter what. Yeah, it's just
0: crazy, bro. This world's crazy.
1: That's a whole another subject. I don't want to get involved with that.
0: We're definitely gonna come back to this 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 girlfriend thing, man, because I, I want to get some girls on here and really talk about um, that from a girl's perspective. I think it'd be great. So. Um, yeah man um ufc 223 is this weekend um so do you watch a little bit of the fights do you know the fights that are gonna go down this
1: i weekend? only i only watch your fights and Corey's fights oh. and baby case fights
0: so this weekend actually is oh, stack cards in toronto one of my favorite uh cities i'll watch them in, with you in canada
1: oh those those are some good re- records 13 yeah. and 0 no max ortega yeah ortega is- that's fire
0: so i met him uh he's friends with Corey actually and i met him oh he's already he's 27 it's not far spanish kid super humble like super cool dude um but they're fighting this weekend and um he's fighting max holloway who is this like young cat too he's 27 he's been in the ufc since he was like 21 years old bro he's been in the ufc forever and uh they were supposed to fight once. Max Holloway ended up getting like water poisoning or something. It was like they were calling it a stroke. They were saying he might never fight again. And now he's all healthy. Now he's ready to go. And now they're fighting. So. Oh thank God. Yeah, um, it's for the one forty five pound belt. Uh, and I'm gonna go with Ortega, just because one, I'm biased as fuck. So one of my boys. My boys are fighting. I don't give a shit who they're fighting. I'm going with my boy. Hell yeah. And uh, not like Brian and I are close or anything, but we talk. You know what I mean? Like, we're good people. You're associated with the same people. We're good people. Um, I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. I feel like if it goes five rounds, it's going to be the fight of the year. Just because they both get after it. They're both young. They're both hungry. Uh, They're not beat up. Uh, I think, I definitely think Ortega's going to win. I just I have a feeling, and uh, I'm going to say either third-round submission or it's going to be the fight of the year, and it's going to be a decision. That's just my per se. Uh, Max is from Hawaii.
1: He has more fights under his belt, I see.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, he came in. Yo, dude, and these are all UFC fights. He came in the UFC, he was 4-0. Wow. You know, and he's 19-3. and 3, so.
1: so that means he's 23-3 yeah. before the UFC. No, no, no. Those are his UFC fights, right there. He said
0: these are all his fights. He's oh, that's all together. Nineteen and three. Yeah. Okay,
1: so so what? How many uh, UFC fights does Ortega have? Uh,
0: I don't know what he came in. I think he came in like six and zero or something like that. Seven, uh, maybe four and zero, two, five and zero. Ah. But I think he's, I think he's finished everybody too. Is he favored? I don't know what the, the spread is yet. I don't know what the spread is. But I'm gonna go to Ortega for that one. I'm excited about that fight, and then we got these chicks fights that uh are fighting and these guys these two actually fought in muay thai years and years ago i think uh valentina won but i don't know but this one's for the belt so i think joanna is in a little bit of trouble just because she's little she's small as fuck she don't have to cut weight she's a badass like hands down Besides my teammate blonde fighter and Sajara, like hands down my favorite UFC fighter. Really, she's nasty. That's some last name, bro. She, yeah, she's Polish. Young Jacek.
1: Yo, I'm I'm Polish.
0: Uh huh, you are. Quarter,
1: Polish. quarter. Yeah,
0: quarter, <laughs> quarter. quarter. Just you found that. Twenty three and me. Well, no, I didn't. My older sister did, bro. You know, I'm one percent Nigerian.
1: Really? I didn't know they they traced that far back. Oh, Where they bro. get one percent?
0: Um, no, I'm point one percent Jewish. Oh.
1: Yeah, that's a religion. I
0: always told you I was Jewish,
1: though. <laughs> Yo, I believe it. You look Jewish. It's the schnoz. Yeah, it's it. the schnoz, schnoz, bro. The schnoz. There's no way that schnoz is anything but Jewish.
0: Bum, 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 the schnoz. So, yeah, I mean, this Chick Fight, <laughs> I'm going to go with Valentina just because I think she's bigger. Uh, it's Really, it's just big because they both have fucking raw talent. They're amazing. I think Joanna's definitely better uh, all around, but Valentina's definitely a bigger, sharper fighter, I think. So we'll see, we'll see. But a couple other guys to look out for. Uh, my boy Hakeem uh, Dawu is fighting. He's from Canada. He's from like uh, Alberta, I'm pretty sure, Alberta, uh, and he's really, really good, man. He's a tough striker. He had a he had a shitty uh, debut in the UFC, but it happens, you know. He got caught with a big shot, and you know he lost. But he's fighting uh, Kyle Bochak, who is who fought my teammates to beat. Who they put on the fucking fight of the night was the craziest thing, and this kid's eight and three, but he's a lot tougher than his record shows. He's really, really good, tough kid. So that should be a hell of a fight to look out for. And then my teammate um, is fighting uh, Caitlin Chikagan is fighting um, Jessica I. So that's gonna be a great fight. Uh, I can't wait for that, man. I mean, this this card's stacked from top to bottom, you know, it's fucking stacked. So let's talk about it like real quick. I mean, look how crazy. Bro, this card has so many fucking fights. Yeah,
1: 10 and 1, 9 and yeah, 2, yeah, 11 man. and it's 1, wild. Agalese,
0: 7 and 0. Oh. Chad Price, bro. Chad Price going up, bro. He's going up to 70. I, I fought with him in Canada when I knocked out Stout. He's a fucking big 55er. He cuts from like 200. He's crazy. Yeah, these are the
1: guys on the come up right now. I see. Yeah,
0: they're on the they're on the um on the fight pass. So, I mean, this card's stacked all the way through.
1: I'm down to watch it. Yeah. I just like, I like the fact that, like, it brings people together. Like, all of us. Like, you you're, you, love watching the fights. You know, I, I, love, I love eating yeah,
0: and watching I the mean, fights. It's, like It's like a fucking live movie. Nah, it's oh, cool. My girl Claudia Gadella's fighting. So, she's fucking
1: hot. She's hot. Click on her real quick. Let me take oh, a peek. She's so hot. Oh yeah, she's cute.
0: Yeah, she's so dope. She's ripped up.
1: Holy shit.
0: Pretty as hell.
1: Shredded like a julienne salad.
0: Yeah. She bro she has such a dope smile. Like, yeah, like, that's fire. Teeth, like... And uh I actually she she comes out here and trains a little bit with us. Um she's good friends, uh family friends with this girl Tony, who we train with or we work out with at Bulldog. But she comes out here once in a while, bro. She's dope. But she's fighting too. She's tough as fuck. Um, she fought Joanna twice. Uh, they both had they had killer fights. So, I mean, this weekend should be good, man. Put your bets in. DM me what you guys think. Um, it's a killer podcast once again, man. Uh, we 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 hit a lot of lot of different points, my boy Dave, today. Yeah, I'm thanks, def- bro. I'm definitely gonna have Dave on the show uh, once in a while, more often, just because his insight on things is a uh, a lot different uh, than mine, and plus I don't want to want you guys to hear my opinion all the time. You know what I mean? I want you guys to hear other people's opinions, insight on things, and uh, yeah, Dave, bro, thanks for no, coming thanks out. for
1: having me, bro. I'm I'm proud of you. You actually you were are talking about this podcast for so long, and you're actually getting it done. And you know I've been listening to the episodes, just getting better and better, and now you got me on there.
0: Ooh skyrocketing baby <laughs> and like i said man each episode is gonna get better more people and i'm really trying to work on not saying the word like not saying the word um and i realized when i listened to my last podcast i say, you know what i'm talking about you get what i'm saying a lot
1: yeah but i see you didn't really do that this podcast
0: no because i worked on it yeah you know? that's 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 amazing like you, you see what i said you know, you know? yeah no you know <laughs> And I don't know why I do that. I think it's just one of those things where when you talk, you kind of question yourself. Yeah. You know, I feel like you. I just did right there. Yep. So I think it's like some, one of those things that you have to work on yourself and just either take a breath or use another word and really just take your time talking. So you're not repetitive. Cause I know it's another podcast. They just flow and, they do repeat words here and there, because you have like your safety words where you break up your conversation. Of course. But, I guess with time, it's gonna happen. I even do it emceeing sometimes. Like I, I don't have a script that I go off of, but there is certain sentences and certain yeah you get things. caught up. That's what happens to everyone. Yeah, you get caught up, or, or or you just have like that safety umbrella where like, all right, I went blank, but I know I can use this sentence here at any time I want. Yeah, you know? no, you're right so
1: but you're you're definitely you're definitely getting better and you're definitely improving so it's only a matter of time till everything's like flawless
0: it's a matter of time a matter of time so ladies and gentlemen once again thank you so much for listening thanks for listening we hope you guys enjoyed this is episode four remember we are on spotify itunes and all the latest platforms uh check out my website at www.teamfrankyperez.com uh for all your updates if you're not subscribed, please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, then you'll get the update automatically. I'm also going to leave a feedback uh, page on my podcast page on the website, so you guys can actually leave feedback on the website. Uh, and if you're not doing anything this weekend, and you're local and you're listening, I'll be DJing at Metropolitan Cafe in Freehold. Come through, have a drink, have two, come get a little crazy and have some fun. I'll be there. Yeah, Dave will be there. I will
1: be there.
0: Uh, Uh, But thank you guys so much for listening. Dave, thank you once again.
1: You're welcome, my brother.
0: And uh, I'll see you guys next week with a new guest. Ciao.
1: Ciao, ciao.
0: Remember, stay smiling, stay happy, stay positive. And be
1: well. Be well.